Hi everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Has being a Christian ever made you feel like you had an incredible burden on your shoulders, like it is hard work to represent Jesus? Uh, We're going to talk about that in just a second. Today on the podcast, we're looking at Psalm 65 to 67, as well as 69 and 70. You guys know the drill at this point. Read them for yourself. Stick around. Listen to us read them. You need to meditate on some of these psalms and just let the word work on your heart. Um, but let's jump right into Psalm, what was it, 66? 66, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one really stuck out to me as we were reading today because um, Ryan was talking a little bit earlier about, I guess, how this psalm was written. Um, it was written, can you kind of explain a little bit more? It was like written by an individual Israelite. Yeah, the, the structure of the psalm is sort of like a, uh, if you envision a funnel, it starts out with the whole earth. Mm-hmm. Then it talks about like everyone should look at Israel. Then it talks about this is what it's like to be Israel. Then it talks about an individual within Israel's experience. Okay. So it's like starting whole earth and coming further and further and further down to an individual. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I noticed about this psalm was there were specific parts of it um, that were talking about how, um, I guess, the Israelites. Uh, for example, in verse uh, 10 through ten through 12, I'll just focus right there. It says, For you, O God, have tested us. You've tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into a net. You laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, yet you brought us out to a place of abundance. Um, I know for us, specifically as a couple, Ryan and I, um, in ministry, I think Ryan, we both feel this, but Ryan especially, Um, but we like, we feel this overwhelming, um, burden sometimes, um, to represent God well, not that we're like choosing a lifestyle that's not honoring or something. That's not the burden I'm talking about. Um, but like understanding the severity of the work that the Lord has put ahead of us to like guide and disciple and teach people about God's word. Um, And sometimes there are points in ministry where it feels very burdensome and like, okay, how do we, how do we navigate this? How do we move on from here to keep representing the Lord well and doing what he wants of us? And I think this Psalm reflects that a lot. Um, But also I think not only just for us or even for God's people, as this was originally written, I think this can go for any Christian, any person um, walking through, um, faith in the Lord and like desiring to maybe take this light of who God expects us to like shine to the world. What does that look like for you? Like what burden does that like look like or feel like when you are taking this into dark places into the world, whether it's with family members, people at work? Um, does that make sense, Ryan? Yeah, it does. Okay. Um, so I guess it, it's that kind of funnel that Ryan was talking about, like the way that this was written, but it also applies to us um, in many different ways as well, whether you're in like very straightforward ministry like we are, um, or like even in our own personal lives or probably your own personal life as well. Um, you guys as listeners, what does it look like? What does that burden feel like um, to reflect the Lord in your everyday life um, and to carry his message into those dark places? Yeah. 
Uh, we do. We we believe in a priesthood of all believers. Mm-hmm. So everybody who believes in Jesus and has accepted His atoning sacrifice in their lives, mm-hmm. um, we all have a responsibility of representing Jesus to the world. And what's interesting about this psalm, you kind of picked up in verse ten eight, ten-ish. Yeah. Um, if you back up even further, verse five, um, this is the psalmist talking about Israel, but addressing the outer world. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. Mm-hmm. So the invitation is, hey, just just look at us. Just watch us. Just see what we're like and see how God has provided for us and cared for us and looked after us. And so the way that Psalm 66 talks about ministry is saying, just look at how God has taken care of his children. Mm-hmm. If you're far from God, look at his children, see what their lives are like. Um, what I like about this Psalm is it starts out with that challenge, like, hey, just look at their lives. But then it ends talking about prayer. Uh, I cried out to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly, God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. So it can feel like a crushing burden, I guess. Uh, Jesus actually says uh, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Mm-hmm. So don't hear me saying that following Jesus is a crushing burden. It's not. <laughs> it's not. I think it's understanding the responsibility. That's what gets me. Yeah, it's a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. But look at the end of the psalm. We can cry out to God and he will uh-huh. hear us and he will care for us. And what does that do? That causes people to see how God has cared for his children mm-hmm. and then they glorify God. So it can feel like a burden. Uh, I think if you carry it yourself, if you think it is within your power and your authority uh, to save souls, yeah, you're going to, you're going to get wore out fast. Mm -hmm. That burden is going to be crushing. But when you realize that you walk in Jesus power and Jesus authority, and Jesus is the one who saves souls, then it's like, oh, I think Jesus can handle this. Uh Um, And we cry out to God. We cry out to God and we trust that he hears us and cares for us. Um, I know Jesus actually says that God is a loving, good father, and any loving, good father, when his son asked for a fish, would not give him a snake. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when you ask for good things, believe that God will give it to you. We're not talking about Lamborghinis and private jets. (laughs) Uh, We're just talking about God's help and God's provision, and he'll do it, and then people will glorify him when they see that he has done it. Well. Something I I also appreciate about this psalm is, like, I love the context of, like, this is a specific um, Israelite within the the people of God at the time. Um, But what's interesting to me is that this is basically, like, to me, it seems very much like a testimony, like a testimony story. And I think it's really interesting that of all these Psalms, of all these accounts, everything always points back to how God delivered, God delivered, God delivered out of Egypt um, and into the wilderness. Like, I think that is so interesting. Like, there's so... And like, if you think about worship songs today, there are plenty of worship songs. It's like, you split the sea so I could walk right through it. Like, all those kinds of songs where it, it always comes back to this. Um, like, what more of a example or story do you need to hear that's like... No, God will come through and he'll take care of you, whatever the situation is. Like, I think it's interesting how it's always this, like, crazy um, freedom from slavery in back in those Egyptian days. That's what we always (laughs) come back to. So it's kind of cool. And I think our our testimonies 
this is a great example to us about how looking back at those times and seeing how God came through is like so important. It's a great psalm. I encourage you to check it out for yourself, to meditate on it, uh, meditate on it for yourself. Uh, it's encouraging. It's just saying like you don't have to do this work on your own. Right. You can call out to the Lord. He will take care of you. He will hear you. One side note, uh, verse 18, if I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are harboring purposeful sin in your life, it will affect your prayers. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I've said many times I'm in student ministry, um, many times it's like, why is the Lord not answering my prayers? And it's like, well, question number one. Is there active sin in your life? And sometimes <laughs> sometimes you get like those blank guilty stares. They're like, oh, I don't know. Um, you know, we don't have to be perfect. Um, if we were perfect, we'd be fully sanctified. Uh, we are not fully sanctified. Mm -hmm. But if we are harboring purposeful sin in our lives, it will affect our relationship with God and it will affect our prayers to God. And so you got you to gotta get that out of your life. Again, through the power of God. Uh, so just one more psalm to look at. We did cover quite a few of them in the reading, but I want you to look at Psalm 69. Psalm 69 is like a gold mine for the New Testament writers. It's a gold mine for uh, Jesus, in fact. Um, there are many things here that are referred to in the New Testament. Psalm 69, verse 9, For zeal for your house has consumed me, and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. Uh, this psalm was quoted in John uh, because it was this psalm that the disciples remembered when Jesus like cleansed the temple, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, so when, when Jesus walks into the temple and he tables. drives, he's throwing mm -hmm. tables, he's driving. I always laugh about that story when I hear about how kind and loving Jesus always was. It's like, I don't know that those people thought he was kind. <laughs> this psalm apparently was referring to the fact that zeal for God's house would consume God's son, Jesus. Uh, it also says that uh, the reproach of those who reproach approach the Lord fell on him. Mm -hmm. People that hated God hated Jesus. Um, you can see in verse 21, they gave me poison for food and my thirst gave, and for my thirst gave me sour wine to drink. Um, this is recorded in the gospels that when Jesus is hanging on the cross and he's parched, uh, he asks for a drink and they give him uh, gall, wow. I think it was called. Um, and, but it was, it's sour wine. Like mm -hmm. that is what happened. And so there's, there is some allusions to the Messiah uh, in this passage. I think about like when we read Psalm 22 and it was like, hey, this is the psalm that Jesus was quoting on the cross. I think Jesus also knew Psalm 69 and that was in his mind on the cross. I also like too how you talked about Jesus being like angry in the temple. Because oftentimes we get this idea that he's just like you were saying, like always kind, always this, always whatever. But how often do we, like, separate God and Jesus? <laughs> and, like, God was also, like, God had, like, his wrath was upon uh -huh. the people. Uh -huh. And so it's, like, hard for us to think of Jesus being this harsh guy. But also at the same time, like, we believe God and Jesus are of the same person. So, like, that actually puts that into a lot better context for me. Just saying, like, hmm, pleasant little nugget of information from the Psalms. <laughs> Extra credit from Jenny. Yeah. Um, from you, kind of light bulb <laughs> moment for me. Wrapping up Psalm 69, you can see in verse 30 and 31, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox or a bull with horns and hoofs. 
Uh, this is that, again, that idea of God desires... Faith over sacrifice. That's exactly it. Faith over sacrifice. The psalmist is saying, listen, like, he'll take your sacrifices, but worship him, be thankful to him, praise him. Um, With God, a heart of thanksgiving. Yeah. God required sacrifices in these times, but even above that, he required actual faith from his people. So what's your part after all... All the details and all the things. I think uh, one of the most powerful conversations we had was around Psalm 66 in that you are going to represent Jesus to the world, Mm -hmm. um, but you cannot save someone in and of yourself. You walk in the power of Jesus. You walk in the authority of Jesus. And so we don't want to get overwhelmed with that. We don't want to be crushed by that. We want to have faith in that. And so I love how the Psalm says, come and look at us. But then it says, I've been praying to the Lord about this, and the Lord heard my prayer. I don't yeah. think that's a mistake. Yeah. And so sharing the gospel, that's how we started this episode. Sharing the gospel should not be a crushing burden on you. Um, it is a blessing that we have. It's cool that we have that opportunity. And with that opportunity comes the blessings of being God's children. He will hear our prayers, and he will help us through those things. Mm-hmm. So I think that is, remember that today. Walk in that today. If you're with somebody who's not a believer, think about sharing the gospel with them today. But pray to the Lord about it and seek the the guidance of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. on how he wants you to do that. So we'll be back again tomorrow. I think we're diving back into Second Samuel. So we'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing, uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Psalm chapter 65. Praise is due to you, O God in Zion, and to you shall vows be performed. O you who hear prayer, to you shall all flesh come. When iniquities prevail against me, you atone for our transgressions. Blessed is the one you chose and bring near to dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. By awesome deeds you answer us with righteousness. O God of our salvation, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, the one who by his strength established the mountains, being girded with might, who stills the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, the tumult of the peoples, so that those who dwell at the ends of the earth are in awe at your signs. You make the going out of the morning and the evening to shout for joy. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain for so you have prepared it. You water its furrows abundantly, settling its ridges, softening it with showers and blessing its growth. You crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. The pastures of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys deck themselves with grain. They shout and sing together for joy. Psalm chapter 66. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There did we rejoice in him. 
who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard, who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as a silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. I will come into your house with burnt offerings. I will perform my vows to you, that which my lips uttered and my mouth promised when I was in trouble. I will offer to you burnt offerings of fattened animals. With the smoke of the sacrifice of rams, I will make an offering of bulls and goats. Come and hear, all you who fear God, and I will tell what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly, God has listened. He has attended to my voice of prayer. Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. Psalm 67 May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let all the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase, O God. Our God shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. Psalm 69. Save me, O God, for the waters have come upon my neck. I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with my crying out. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. More in number than the hairs of my head are those who hate me without cause. Mighty are those who would destroy me, those who attack me with lies. What I did not steal must I now restore. O oh God, you know my folly. The wrongs I have done are not hidden from you. Let not those who hope in you be put to shame through me. O oh Lord God of hosts, let not those who seek you be brought to dishonor through me, O oh God of Israel. For it is your sake that I have borne reproach, that dishonor has covered my face. I have become a stranger to my brothers and an alien in my mother's sons. For zeal for your house has consumed me, and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. When I wept and humbled my soul with fasting, it became my reproach. When I made sackcloth in my clothing, I became a byword to them. I am the talk of those who sit in the gate, and the drunkards make songs about me. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, at an acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love, answer me in your saving faithfulness. Deliver me from sinking in the mire. Let me be delivered from my enemies and from the deep waters. Let not the flood sweep over me, or the deep swallow me up, or the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, O Lord, for your steadfast love is good. According to your abundant mercy, turn to me. Hide not your face from your servant, for I am in distress. Make haste to answer me. Draw near to my soul. Redeem me. Ransom me because of my enemies. You know my reproach, and my shame, and my dishonor. My foes are all known to you. Reproaches have broken my heart, so that I am in despair. I looked for pity, but there was none. 
and for comforters, but I found none. They gave me poison for food, and my thirst gave me sour wine to drink. Let their own table before them become a snare, and when they are at peace, let it become a trap. Let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see, and make their loins tremble continually. Pour out your indignation upon them, and let your burning anger overtake them. May their camp be a desolation. Let no one dwell in their tents, for they persecute him whom you have struck down, and they recount the pain of those who you have wounded. Add to them punishment upon punishment. May they have no acquittal from you. Let them be blotted out from the book of the living. Let them not be enrolled among the righteous. But I am afflicted and in pain. Let your salvation, O God, set me on high. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox or a bull with horns and hooves. When the humble see it, they will be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts revive. For the Lord hears the needy and does not despise his own people who are prisoners. Let the heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moves in them. For God will save Zion and build up the cities of Judah, and people shall dwell there and possess it. The offspring of his servants shall inherit it, and those who love his name shall dwell in it. Psalm 70 Make haste, O God, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be put to shame and confusion who seek my life. Let them be turned back and brought to dishonor, who delight in my hurt. Let them turn back because of their shame, who say, Aha! Aha! May all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say evermore, God is great. But I am poor and needy. Hasten to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.